0: Naked Beauty. Are you tired of feeling housebound? I sure am. Break free with the new Unbound Cordless Auto Curler from Con Air. It's a high performance auto curler that's rechargeable and gives you up to 60 minutes of cord free runtime. Just think of all of the incredible hair looks you can create in 60 minutes, unbound, away from your wall. Don't get tied down by cords. Love Your Look, Live Unbound. Check it out at conair.com and search Unbound.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Way Up North podcast. This podcast series is about getting to know the presenters of Way Up North in Rome this April of 2017. And my name is Jenny Hamar. I'm a Stockholm-based photographer who will host this round of conversations. And this podcast is about getting to know Ryan Brenzier from New York. He shares a ton about his personal life, his wife, Tatiana, and their relationship, and about the three times he got married in the past two years. Also, their engagement is a really fun story. See also if you can identify the clues that make him a true New Yorker. I really enjoyed that. Okay, hope you enjoy this conversation. Hi Ryan, how are you?
2: I'm doing well, doing well. What, what time is it over there? I say good morning, it must not be morning. Uh, morning
1: yeah, it's uh, the sun's about to go down soon, so it's like quarter past two in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yes, wow.
1: We got the evening light coming in here. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. It's, it's well, pretty rough. I, I knew uh, you're in Stockholm?
1: Yeah, I'm just north of Stockholm in, in Vaxholm, it's called.
2: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well it's uh I yeah, you know, I I, <laughs> I forget <laughs> I thought I thought in February it would be a little there'd be a little more sun than that. It is. Um, no,
1: it is it is better here. You can have a look. It's like quite nice light today actually. Yeah. So but um definitely afternoon ish light
2: well i'm I'm sure what's great there is if you can if it's ever warm enough to go outside the uh the sun is is always at that sunset angle right even yeah but we have
0: we've
1: had like we have things like record amount of days where you actually haven't seen sunlight and that doesn't mean that like we're not so far north that it just doesn't come up. It's just that there's can be like just clouds and just that kind of grayness. That for like yeah. oh, we've had months where it's like three days out of the whole month you actually saw like direct sunlight. So that's um, depressing. Man. But we're getting we're getting out of it.
2: Good. That's good. It yeah, in- yeah, it's actually a super nice day in Celsius today. It'll be about seventeen here. So
1: ooh, that's nice. Are you're in New York, right? Yeah. New York mm-hmm. City, proper New York City? Yeah. Like downtown? Where where in New York?
2: Oh uh actually well we're so we're in Brooklyn, um probably about uh yeah about a mile south of the Brooklyn Bridge. Okay, cool. Uh, so nice neighborhood little uh little quieter here than some of the spaces um it's it's really our our happy space because we're we're about 15 minutes from uh from downtown downtown you know from like this city hall area uh but like it's quiet here you can actually find parking on the street and and all this you know all this kind of stuff that's that's nice when you're ready to bit um i got tired i was living in manhattan and and you know even when i was younger i was tired of working a 17-hour day and coming home at 2 a.m on a saturday and having to step over drunk people (laughs) who are like passed out on the sidewalk um so uh so it's a little little nicer to being kind of a, a family place family area
1: and is it like is it one of the areas that's called like Park Slope or is it called something else in Brooklyn?
2: Yeah, it's called Cobble Hill. We're a little Cobble Hill. Okay,
1: yeah, I know that area a little bit. Yeah.
2: Well, have you spent a good deal of time in New York? Is that um,
1: I lived. Uh, I lived there for about a year and a half. Uh, oh. like, um Let's see. Wow, it's already almost ten years ago though that I moved back. So. Yeah, I think
2: so especially brooklyn has changed uh a lot since you know since brooklyn changes every year so yeah uh, yeah but uh cool cool great yeah awesome so yeah. are
1: you originally from new york then I'm originally
2: the i'm originally from upstate new york I'm originally from like i grew up like huckleberry finn you know i, I grew up uh very, very rural area. Uh, and I came here for college. And then after I messed around for a couple of years, but otherwise, otherwise I've been here uh, since like 96.
1: Okay. Wow. So you yeah. are like a New Yorker.
2: Pretty much. Yeah. You like yeah. walk
1: fast and like, don't look people in the eye and like kind of.
2: Absolutely. We never say <laughs> to a person and yeah. Like days on the subway, all that stuff, yeah. yeah that
1: just uh, comes yeah. with the territory. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's part of it. It's, yeah. Get out
1: of my fucking way. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, man, um, yeah, there's nothing. I mean, again, now, now we're in Brooklyn, we don't commute every day and all this stuff, but, you know, there's there's no worse feeling than, like, somebody walking – slow in front of you on the subway stairs that's that's the most hatred you can ever have yeah in your heart <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely <laughs>
1: although it feels like the political climate is kind of testing that uh that that's oh. the most hatred you can have in your heart but maybe
2: yeah well you know uh i think people here in new york probably feel a lot closer to, to probably people in, in most of europe uh than than a lot of spaces There, uh in my election district there were four people who voted for Trump.
1: <laughs> Are you serious? They have that the statistic. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, so you know, something like ninety-one percent here. Uh, you know, in this little area, um, and or you know, maybe even more in this little area. Um, not yeah, yeah. So so this is this is the bubble, as they say. You can be. You can generally be like pretty open that you're not a fan and and yeah reasonably assured that people won't be offended.
1: Yeah, uh, oh, yeah. So that's not a general. I just assumed I don't know why because everyone I know is not a is um I think is not a Trump supporter. You just don't know uh, everyone, but um I feel like isn't that the more accepted kind of statement to be against it or can you do you have to be kind of careful
2: well it depends on where you are uh and also I mean, you just don't also don't want to bring politics um you know in into every you know i may i maybe do too much but um it, again it's fine for me because most of our clients won't be but you know we have we have um i mean i certainly have republican clients and, and you know the funny thing is i i, <laughs> I guess i thought i was more business than i was Cause I have a number of Republican friends, um, but they, they are all, you know, none of them are, are fans of Trump. So they're Republicans, but they're, they, you know, um, they're e- everywhere from iffy about him to just hating him as much as anybody else. Um, yeah. so they're not that kind of Republican, you no. know, <laughs> but, you know they, they just don't want taxes, which yeah. In a way, you know, on a, on an emotional level I certainly understand. But uh, you know, <laughs> we we do have to like pay for some stuff. Um so okay. yeah. Oh, yeah, well, you know, I I'll probably have two little rings of the bell to let this happened uh quickly. So um so I've just gotta uh answer the door for one sec.
1: Is it Chinese food?
2: Uh close. It's bagels.
1: It's oh my oh my god. Now that's just
2: just me. I I run the fourth wall.
1: Oh, see, this is the true New York experience, right now. It couldn't have like directed this any better. I'm talking to our listeners now, getting bagels delivered to a Brooklyn apartment.
2: It's a walk yeah. up.
1: I'm like in a walk-up.
2: <laughs> they're they're great, great New York bagels. Um, oh yeah. my
1: god, you're killing me! Um, New York bagels is like my absolute favorite thing in the world.
2: The the thing about uh, New York, too, you know, especially at this time, is you really can have absolutely anything delivered uh, to your apartment at any time. And um, so we never have to leave, and often in the winter, uh, do not. Uh, you know, cause we, um, you know we, we have a home office, you know, so we go from our, our bedroom to the living room and stay there for, you know, about 15 hours, and then go, go back to the bedroom. And then, and then you know. just have
1: like a treadmill somewhere in between, so like for exercise, you just hop on the treadmill. Uh, he's at the door getting the bagels, man
0: i know i know
2: yeah yeah been, and i have been um you know we have a gym membership but i i have been doing a little bit more workouts at home uh as well because uh i don't know i need what i need to do right now is like super crazy cardio and and i feel like it feels actually easier to one way or the other is there's, there's a certain level i can only push myself if someone is yelling at me yeah uh you know, so we do some like home workout videos right now for uh for crazy cardio. If I if I'm if I'm gonna get sweaty and like really, really sore, yeah uh, instead of just lifting weights, like I need somebody yelling at me to keep going. Are you um,
1: are you training for something special that you feel like you need to get crazy sweaty for?
2: No, we just have you know we have a little bit more time in the winter. I'm trying not to uh I, I think actually the um our housekeeper like shrunk all my clothes. Okay. Right. Yeah. And so I'm like, Oh man, the only way I'm either going to have to like throw away <laughs> like, like 15 pairs of pants or, yeah, you know, um, lose about seven pounds. Um,
1: I hate when that happens. I have that too. Like someone who, I don't know, something puts a spell on all my clothes so they feel super tight. <laughs> yeah, Yeah,
2: exactly. And I, you know, it's always, you know, especially because, uh, you know one of the advantages for most people in New York is we they do walk a lot, which again is not true of most of America, but we again we go from our bedroom to the living <laughs> room to the back, so we don't we don't have that experience, so just just being able to you know to get out and actually like you know work our legs and and things are
1: <laughs> when you're not shooting you're
2: yeah yeah ex- exactly during the season. <clears throat> we barely have to do cardio at all because yeah. we're putting on, you know, maybe 20 miles of walking a week. Um, and it's just naturally, uh, you know, the like weight comes off and it, you know, it's like, like marathon running season. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. New York is not a winter wonderland. No. So we don't really book a lot in the winter here. It, it kind of looks, we don't get a lot of snow. You can never count on snow. I, you know, again, I've done more than a thousand shoots, and and like two of them were in the snow uh, and not heavy snow. Wow. Uh, so it just kind of looks the same with dead trees, uh, but it's just kind of gross to be outside. So some people kind of hold off until April or so to, to do.
1: <laughs> and then when it does snow, everything shuts down, so you can't get to your shoot anyways.
2: <laughs> exactly. You know, the only thing that happens when it snows. It's nice for about two hours before everything turns brown, but you know, all the, the airports close. So <laughs> so these are reasons why um, most people, unless they're looking for a significant discount, do not plan weddings in the winter uh, because it's... it's oh, my, no. Sorry,
1: my husband's calling me on like my yeah. iPad, phone, and the... Sorry, hang on one second.
2: Yeah, no problem. <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> Oh, yeah your hand it, it
1: rings in like five places
2: yes yeah I don't know if you've um if you've ever seen there's a there's a scene in the the American version of the office where he invents this thing called whoop, which is like a new social media uh site and and you send someone a message in like six different alarms and a fax machine and a secretary <laughs> calls you you know and and that's what it's like, especially every time we get an email because we have i mean Active devices. We both have iPhones. Uh, we have one iPad that's active. Uh, also, our computers go off, and and you know sometimes connected to the television. It's you know, it's it's madness every time we get an email, and it's like, oh, what's going on? Oh, it's spam! Great, okay. It's
1: spam. It's a. I read somewhere we were reading an article um, in the paper just the other day about. Kind of this notion that, you know, obviously it's hard to relax, but not only when you're relaxing, there's like all these um, new kind of problems, obviously, that people have, you know, before it used to be like texting, the texting thumb, you know, whatever that was. And now it's like, you know, that feeling of like the phantom vibrations in your pocket when you feel like the phone's... Vibrating, or someone's calling you, but you look at it and you're like, "Oh, that's weird. Nobody called." Yeah. So I feel like, yeah. Do you ever experience that? Where you're just like, "Wait, I thought I heard an email or a message," and then
2: like, <laughs> yeah. You know, well, like, again, I think it's um, it's so obvious. You know, we do get an email. Uh, I mean, I've done that sometimes, um, but. Uh, I, I, tend, I, I tend not to keep my, you know, because we're working in the office, I tend not to keep my phone on me. I just keep it, I keep it nearby at all times. So I also, I have a, you know, the seven plus, so it's, it's huge. Uh, so I wouldn't like oh, walk around with it in my pocket all day. Um, so, so that actually is, has solved that problem uh, <clears throat> a little bit because uh, it's, it's not vibrating on my, on my person all day.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So you speak of we all the time. Who's, who's. Who's we? Yes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about this. I'm going to be Harvey Weinstein for a second. One second. Go ahead. Okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, so the exciting thing um, in my life and, and in general is that um, uh, I, you know, Over the over the course of two years, I uh, I got married in in 2015 and 2016, Um, and uh, so.
1: (laughs) What does that mean to the same person uh, or to two different people?
2: uh, No, no, no. Uh, So I got married three times to the same person. Um, Okay. Yeah. So um, so basically, we you know to. To accommodate uh, what, for lack of a better term, we'll call real people and wedding industry people who have exactly the opposite schedules um, and times that they're free and, and what works out well. Um, our, our concession to wedding people was we had our wedding on a Thursday. Um, and, but our concession then to normal people is we had to do it in the summer. Uh, if we were going to do it in a weekday. Um, so that meant we were, we had to have this like absurdly long 17 month engagement. Um, and we didn't need, you know, we're, we didn't need to do that for any reason. Um, so so we decided to actually elope a year to the day before we had our wedding. Um, And then in in 2016, we divided our wedding up into two different days uh, back to back. And we actually had ceremonies during each day. One, a more traditional, like emotional uh, ceremony in front of, in front of family and about 88 guests. And then, um you know, then one that was just <laughs> ridiculous uh and theatrical um in front of two hundred and fifty people. So in addition to to, to everything else we kind of had the sort of the three major types of weddings that we shoot uh we had a you know small elopement and then more like intimate like 80 you know 90 person wedding uh and then just a giant ridiculous party um so now we know what it's like to plan and go through all of those and it, it's ridiculous <laughs> it's so, so
1: basically awesome. for the for your cv it's like yeah
2: Trust yeah, us. Yeah, we
1: yeah. know exactly what you're going through. No matter what you're doing, we've done it.
2: Yeah. yeah. If you if you come through, like yeah, yeah. Next we'll have to have like a, uh, an Indian wedding
1: or something. Yeah, an and then go to Vegas, and then there's yeah. just a few more things in it. to renew your vows every every way. So we yeah. the, the the ones that were kind of back to back. You said was that like the same weekend, like a Thursday and a Saturday on the same weekend? It was,
2: no, it was it was a Wednesday and a Thursday. Yeah. Oh, so. a Wednesday
1: and a Thursday.
2: Yeah, so it's kinda of like we um we got married during our rehearsal dinner. Basically. Okay. okay. Yeah.
1: That's yeah. awesome. And which one did you which one did you like the most? Which one is does feel like you're wow, that was like the day I'll never forget.
2: You know they were all such different experiences, but I you know, I think, you know, in a way, uh just the the, the 2015 elopement um which was you know just us you know the, the real experience um you know going from not married to married um you know going through that experience for the first time that was the one <clears throat> where i was a, a sobbing little baby um really? oh yeah oh my god um because you know we've been through <clears throat> we've been through a lot <clears throat> um to, you know to get to this point <clears throat> And, oh uh, man, it's so early here. I'm sorry, we're, I'm like hocking into the, uh, into the microphone. Oh,
1: sorry, uh, what time is it by you? Like 8?
2: Eight, it's, it's, it's 8.30, yeah, okay. It's, okay. It's, it's early enough. Um, <laughs> as, as some people might know, I wake up super early during the season, but uh, during the winter when we're not shooting and it's sort of just an undifferentiated mass of processing, um, it's a little bit depressing to wake up too early uh in the winter because you wake up and it's maybe you know 10 degrees or you know negative celsius outside and and you still have like four more hours of darkness yeah. um and if you wake up at like 5 a.m so so we let ourselves sleep in in the winter and stay up like like we used to That's okay. Uh, yeah yeah and then during the season I, I do my best to to wake up as early as i can
1: you're still a go-getter it's okay yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, uh, <clears throat> relatively so. Relatively so. Our priorities uh, keep shifting a little bit, and and you know you, you have multiple and different levels of, of priorities, which which is relevant <clears throat> to the topic that I'll be, I'll be speaking about. Okay. Uh, but it's uh, yeah. No, so, it's-
1: sorry, I interrupted you. You were saying um, that you know you've had like quite a journey to get where you are, and so the elopement was kind of the place for you where you
2: it's like the, it's a capstone on that you know on um, um you know where we've come from where you know where we're going um you know and and you know it was just us and, and a few of the people <clears throat> that we love most in the world and and you know i had no i hadn't seen the dress i had no idea you know what she would look like and so you know it was you know experience <clears throat> experiencing that moment um and it just yeah it just was was totally overwhelming um everything was super new but, it, but again uh each experience was uh was very different um the other one the, the second one is the one i actually <clears throat> got to talk to people the most um one of the reasons we did it was it <clears throat> was like on that day there was no dancing. There was no anything. There was just like this incredible dinner, and so we we actually got to like talk to our guests for hours and hours, um, and then you know the final day was just dancing and craziness, and and that, and that and that was completely over the top, wild. That was the one that you know you see most pictures of. You know most people in the industry had experience of, and and it was great to be able to celebrate with people um i (laughs) expected having been to many industry parties um i expected like it to basically be another wppi i expected you know all these photographers because they were they were about a i want to say 96 industry people there oh really yeah you know when you're a wedding photographer you kind of uh, slowly jettison all your old friends uh, because you don't see them anymore. Yeah. Uh, having a, a schedule exactly the opposite of yours. Um, and, you know, but you gain all these new wonderful friends who have the same interests as you and, you know, somehow ended up in the same sort of place. Um, so, having been in for more than a decade, you know, pretty much almost everyone we know uh, is in the industry. Um,
1: so, what's the, like, what's, I mean, like, be honest here. Like, I won't tell anyone who, which one of like the industry photographers that we know got the drunkest.
2: Oh boy, um, you know it's, it's a very good question. Um, <laughs> well, you. You know, you're you're you know your hometown hometown boy. Um, uh Jonas always has some fun. But I, I don't know I don't know if he was the uh the drunkest. Um oh now again
1: Yes go know, for it so, don't, don't hold back
2: <clears throat> so sort of a, a coda uh you know to, to to you know finish my original story. I was expecting all these things and far and away the people who partied the hardest were actually my family. Um and um <laughs> they were the ones uh, you know, again, even during the, uh, the quiet family dinner, it was my cousin who got you know just rip roaringly crazily drunk, um, <laughs> and it was it was my family who was absolutely it was you know during the other wedding it was another uh, family uh, cousin of mine who hooked up with the band leader, um, nice, and um, you know and, just, and they were just you know they were the ones absolutely dominating the dance floor, yeah. and. <clears throat> And I'm not surprised by Uh,
1: dominating
2: you you mean like I think one of the reasons that uh, you know informs how I cover weddings and even why I cover weddings in the first place is that my family weddings have always been just absolutely the craziest most fun thing you've ever seen and again you know I've shot now I don't know so somewhere close to 600 past 600 just a lot of weddings. And there are still uh, a number of crazy things that I have only seen at my own family's weddings. Um, okay. and You know, uh, I've never seen anyone else do the wave during a wedding ceremony. Uh, I've never seen uh, multiple people get sent to the hospital with injuries. Uh, <laughs> these are these are all things that you know. It's like <laughs> my own family can somehow talk. Uh, some of these crazy stories so um so it was it was really nice to see that and, and celebrate them that's awesome
1: so and nice for all these wedding photo. i mean wedding photographers to actually get to attend a wedding which i'm sure yes. because maybe not most people don't have that many maybe wedding photographer friends so it's yeah. like you're not going to like do it for you know pick a date that suits them so that's kind of nice <laughs>
2: Yeah. Generally, I think most wedding photographers um, have smaller weddings. Um, you know, I think they, I think maybe they're burned down on, on large party weddings. So, so people, you don't know, get invited to as many industry weddings as, as you might otherwise. Um, and, and also you have to turn a lot of them down. Um, I, I still regret there's a couple, um, uh, couple of weddings from wedding photographer friends I, I had turned down for various reasons. And so, um, I had not been to a wedding and not photographed it since 2009. <laughs> um, wow. So yeah, so to, it, to, to actually be able to enjoy a wedding, I had to uh, have one. <laughs> you had
1: to have your own. And did you yeah. go like, um, Jonas? Oh my, I'd love for you to come to my wedding. Totally be a guest. Um, yeah. If we'll you bring your it. camera, that's cool. If you happen to just
2: uh, that old. <laughs> No, 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 no. We that was the gift we wanted to give to people is um we wanted them to to just be able to relax, you know. Um and, and most people did. Was you know, it's funny, there's a there's a picture that I love of, you know, we we had a um sort of a YouTube sensation as our cocktail band, uh and they kind of performed <clears throat> for for 45 minutes, just had like a, a performance. And there's a picture where there's like Twenty people with their phones out taking a picture, and none there none of them are photographers. They were all just guests, and the photographers in the picture are just like standing there and, and not taking any pictures. Um, so I think I think most people treated it as this is our chance to really just sit down and, and enjoy ourselves. Um, <clears throat> except for except for probably the craziest of them all, uh, Ben Christman. Uh, we we were like Ben. You know, Ben and Aaron, we want you to sit down, we want you to enjoy yourself, we want you to just have dinner. Um, but he can't be separate from a camera, and so he actually did take hundreds and hundreds of photos. Which, which in retrospect, you know, uh, <laughs> we're glad for. Uh, we're not going to turn down, you know, a full set of photos from Ben Christman. Um, but it's very funny. You know, he's uh, he just he just can't relax with and like like photographing is how he relaxes. Right, right. And so and that's one reason he's so good is that he's just he's always always shooting every day, all the time.
1: He would have been more stressed out (laughs) seeing all of the things that he saw and not being able to, like, catch Yeah,
2: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's just, it's part of his thought. It's part of the way that he encounters the world. And, And I certainly... I understand that, um, you know. Again, I think because we live such an, an undifferentiated life, you know, I don't, I don't shoot as much of my daily life as I would otherwise, because again, we're coming from the living room to the, uh, you, know, to, to the, to the you know, to the to the to the office. Um, but you know, anytime that we do go out and do things, I'm you know, I, I'm still excited by photography. I'm, I'm still excited by capturing the world. know even after all these years and and, you know that's something that's uh really nice kind of an advantage um you know once you're once you're really burned out on this industry and especially once you're burned out by photography in general it's that's a huge disadvantage um and so um you know just just still having that joy is something that's really exciting And, and of course um you know once we live a more normal balanced life and like have children and things like that um you know then then i expect our 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 personal uh photographic coverage to skyrocket um <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. It's, it's funny i i um when i was talking to um valer tim twinham i think you say his last name Twenum, he was saying that he does like uh, the video cinematography um genius and uh he has two small girls and I was like, so do you like, you know, do you film them a lot and do, and, and he was like, um, no. Like as if that was like the really weird question. He's like, no, I yeah. don't. That's, that's more like work for me. So he's like, yeah, I mean with my iPhone, but you know, it was yeah. like, he was like, almost like, what are you talking about?
2: <laughs> yeah. The, the uh, I be fine too. So I mean, especially these days it's, it's great. And a lot of, um, a lot of our, again, if, unless I'm standing out and doing something and going somewhere, then I'll just bring our Sony cameras, which are kind of small. Uh, but generally, you know, we shoot a lot of the iPhone and, and now it's like, Oh, we can shoot raw and, and we can do all these things. and and even having the limitations, uh, of it is, is kind of fun. Um, you know, to, <laughs> to think about things in different ways. Um, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so that's fine. I actually really admire, um, uh, Jeff Newsom, he loves his children. Photographs them. You know, he photographs everything that they do. But he actually takes relatively few photographs and thinks through them really well. So, say, you know, if, if they go out and do something, they'll really be aiming to take you know one picture that encapsulates that day, that moment, that trip, you know, whatever it is. So, you know, yeah, I think he said he has something, something like might have been 50 or, but like 20,000 um, pictures of his children who are now like seven or eight years old. So over the course of eight years, he has, you know, tens of thousands. Whereas, you know, uh, I could see having like, you know, hundreds or a million uh, over the course of eight years. Um, so.
1: But was that just a, a cur- out of curiosity, that means does he take that few or does he save that few?
2: Yeah, you know, I think he I think he actually, um, you know, obviously there's always an editing down process, but he's certainly not, um, I he's mean, certainly not shooting thousands of photos every time he has an outing with his family. Um, and so, so yeah, I mean, yeah, I admire that because you have to, you want to live life uh, as well. And it's also, um, you know, <laughs> I mean, that's the way that we, you know, I certainly am used to encountering. Family photos, because of course, you know the family photos that I think about are like the you know the 1980s, um, where you're like, oh, this is the photo of me when I was five, you know, this right. is the photo of me when I was six, you know. There's uh, there's a lot more scarcity, uh, you know, than we're used to now, and, and so, um, you know, you have these things that really, really encapsulate that moment, and, and they, they ha- there's a power to them because of that scarcity. Um, yeah. Yeah. I remember um, someone was was talking about um, you know like the the photojournalism of the Vietnam War, where you can really call up some photos to mind, you know, of the the general. <clears throat> or, you know, shooting the traitor, the, you know, um, the, the girl, with the napalm, the, you know, uh, versus the, the Iraq war where, um, you know, you have some maybe scenes that come to mind, um, but not specific images, you know, like the, right. the, down of the statue, like you think of it in, in, in so many different ways. And so <laughs> I said, you know, the problem, um, as iconic photojournalism in the Iraq war wasn't that there was too little, it's that there was way too much, right. So nothing could really stick. Um, And in a way that's a problem with, uh, you know, uh, wedding photography as well. It's not something that we've maybe paid enough attention to. Like when you, you know, there's an advantage that I think is maybe more important to like um, including a few different versions of a a portrait uh, because, you know, you never know people's psychology and they will always like something a little bit more than uh, what you will. But it, but it does when you have an amazing picture and then you have a almost identical iteration of that same picture. It almost robs a little bit of the power away from both of them. Um, Definitely,
1: yeah. It's like yeah. that whole process of, I feel like in editing, where you're kind of killing darlings to lift some really yeah. strong images that, like you said... If there's someone that's kind of takes takes the effect away, then yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And certainly in what you show publicly, you know, like we maybe uh, to what we give our clients, we, we may, uh, during a portrait shoot or something, but we, you know, we may like, you know, include some more iterations just because they like this side, they like, you know, there's something that they like them, maybe they like the big smile themselves. Maybe they don't like the big smile themselves. Um, but in what you show publicly you know you should really avoid that you know we mm-hmm. see people um what we would call in the journalism industry like kind of emptying their notebooks um, when they're blogging and, and you know uh, often blogging like similar iterations of different photos or yeah. just you know sharing things only because they happened um you know and, and I, that's I, you know generally that's not the most powerful way um you know they, obviously there's different philosophies and that's good um, you know some people may want to show one or five or ten and some people you know will show closer to a hundred but you know still every time you want to think about like why you know am I sharing this and is it too much and is it saying something unique about the wedding or about myself uh, you know, for us, if it's not doing you know either one of those things, and you know, the, it's something that could be perfect for the client, it might be their favorite photo from the day. Um, but you know, in that venue, we don't need to share it. Yeah, that's
1: for sure. So you again, you're saying we are you working with your wife?
2: Okay. Yes. <laughs> that's Sorry awesome. about that. Um, so my wife is um, who worked out really well uh, for for uh, you know for our business and also I think for our marriage um she also also was a wedding photographer for about 10 years um wow.
0: okay.
2: and so so we did become uh you know last year a husband and wife team um but a lot of times you know in, <laughs> in a lot of husband and wife teams it's kind of like one of them got the other one originally into photography um and so so for us um, you know, not only were we both photographers, but we were both wedding photographers, and, you know, in, in the same market, had similar, uh, you know, similar styles in certain ways, uh, complementary styles, certainly. Um, <clears throat> and so, you know, even though it makes more financial sense to have separate businesses in, in two different lines of income, uh, it's just, you know, every time we did a wedding together, um you know it felt right it felt perfect we, I, like i just every time we were both at a wedding i never really had to worry about you know is the coverage going to be up to par or not i just knew like if we're gonna you know, do a great job with whatever we have um and so it's you know we're like well okay we should do this all the time you know we started getting frustrated every time we weren't working together in, in, in little ways even if we were working with somebody else it was wonderful um so so we just we started working together and now um yeah you know, it's it's awesome and you know it's going great and so um you know we, we see each other all the time she's out on like a half half-hour errand right now, and it's it's like the most time we'll spend apart, you know, for weeks.
1: <laughs> like, I miss you. <laughs> You've been texting her underneath the Skype video,
2: like yeah, yeah like oh, I miss you. I miss, yeah, <laughs> yeah. we have been, you has
0: been ten. Yeah.
1: <laughs> when are you getting back? I need you. I, I, I
2: know.
0: Don't yeah. do this to me.
1: Um, so you guys are like pretty inseparable. That's that's cool. What's her name?
2: Uh, Tatiana. Tatiana. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and what's yeah. your
1: what? What do you think? What would she say? Is like, I mean, I obviously you're both awesome people, or you wouldn't stand hanging out that much with each other, and you're easy to get along with. But what what do you think she would say if I were to ask her like, what her biggest pet peeve about you is?
2: What would she oh, say? God. You must have some of those. Oh man, um, yeah. I mean, I am. Um, uh, yeah, I'm a little it's it's funny, my you know, my personal life and my um you know, photography life are a little bit different. You know, I'm super super paranoid and detail oriented in my photography um when I'm there on the wedding day, but you know, whatever wherever OCD is, I, you know, the opposite of OCD is like, that's what I have. Um, I, you know, in some ways it's great. It keeps me focused on the big picture, but you know, when it's like, do I pick up my clothes off the floor or not? Um, I think it's, it's called slob. No, i Yeah. Yes. Uh, I certainly, uh, I am coming, I'm a natural slob. I'm a slob at heart. Um, there have been Uh, when I was younger there were you know times in my life where certainly if you you know oh my god like how I was living in college was just not fit for humanity (laughs) in a way it was like oh I was you know I was focused on the big picture I was you know doing great things at work I was you know I was working 80 hours a week in extracurriculars as well as going to class and like you know, does it matter now, you know, to me, you know, all these years later how messy my room was? You know, you know no um, what matters is what I was doing. So there you know there are advantages to that from an intellectual perspective. But as somebody like having to live with me. Yeah, this um, is just to
1: say <laughs> but, but it matters uh, to Tatiana.
2: <laughs> so yeah, so I'm way I'm way, way better now. Um, I do like you know, clean, and pick up things. Um, but still there's you know, she's a on the ocd spectrum you know she washes her hands you know anything you know, when she comes in from the outside and you know she's like you know we from the outside room from the gym you know wash your hands and, and it is a good idea um but yeah you know, i i have to constantly be reminded <laughs> so, <laughs> she's so like, that that, yeah <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah exactly. exactly
1: so you never <clears throat> so you barely just like blow up and just like oh my god like seriously stop doing that i can't you know, my husband hates the way I chew gum, for example, and will
2: yeah. like I um <clears throat> I get more anxious. Um I you know, I think and I have like some anxious kicks. Um and so uh, you know, I again this is a thing that I've uh, encountered and gotten better at, but it, you know, it's it's always a little bit of a trigger now, you know, if I get if I get anxious about anything, it like reminds her of all the other times I got anxious, um, and so a little bit of a trigger. But but it's you know, it's not a it's not a you know it's it's not out of proportion you know to I think you know the the response that one should have you know if she's annoyed it's because I'm doing something annoying and, and not like just chewing gum or something like that <laughs> um, yeah so. Again, I don't think, you know, what's funny is if, if you, it's not just that we spend our time together in the same apartment. <clears throat> if you saw our uh, our workspace, we, we work uh, at the same desk about, about a foot and a half from each other, you know, for probably 15 hours a day. Um, <clears throat> so it's not something that could work for everyone or, yeah. uh, yeah. but it does, it does work for us. And there were, there were certainly some growing pains, but, but not, not nearly as many, uh, as you would think. Um, and you know, I, I think, um, yeah, I think one of the, you know, one of the definitions there's no perfect definition of like, you know, living a living a moral life and being a, like a perfectly moral person. But you know, it's the idea of like, you know, do you always, act in such a way as you would act if, you know, if people were were watching, all, you know, all the time, would you would you always do the thing that you would want to be public? Um, and so, you know, and so we do now. You know? <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's that's a good way to make sure you do, is just to no, never be alone. It's like, like you cannot, yeah. you know.
2: It's not like we were crazy, immoral people before, um, but just like we're just, you know, there's, you know, humans will generally like, oh, you know, here I am. Um, <laughs> Kind of obsessing about you know about this or you know, I'm whatever it is, like I'm eating peanut butter out of the jar, or like you know, whether it's more of whether it's just like, oh this is something that maybe I don't want everyone to see. Um and so so now, you know, uh having adjusted to like you know, you know now I live every aspect of my life, you know, as though I were in public. Um and you know, it definitely took some uh it took some adjustment, exhausting. but it's, it's not nice. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's nice that there's no like hidden hidden side, you know, what you see is what you get yeah. now. Yeah. You know?
1: So you haven't picked lint out of your belly button for like
2: years? You know, uh, I haven't. I haven't. I think it's probably because I'm, I'm wearing more like fine, fine con shirts. I just don't have as much of a lint problem. No. I,
1: don't,
2: <laughs> I don't wear a lot of wool. I don't like not sweaters. Not
1: really, yeah. um, you, you, well, you have. To, you're forced now to wear only like silks, things that don't lint, as you
2: don't. Yeah. have. Ever. yeah, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to. Yeah, just to keep my belly button clear. Yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> it's all part of that strategy. Yeah, I totally get <laughs> that.
1: Oh, that's really sweet, though. So you guys consider yourself kind of newlywed still, then probably, and you're still like,
2: yeah, in that yeah, crazy in a certain it way. Like, um, since you're not you
0: know,
2: yeah, we're tired of each other. I, I think, um, yeah, that's that's the thing that's that's been you know how we knew that yeah that this was real. This was you know, this was the one. Um, is you know obviously you get to you know this age and, and you've been through you know a number of relationships and and uh, yeah I've just been through a lot of relationships where things got old you know really fast you know once once the excitement of newness wore off you know you weren't left with all that much um, and uh, you know so there's a comfort to what we have now but there's there's still also a feeling of like newness and excitement. Um, you know, years into it, you know, I think like we met five years ago. Uh, that that you know, another relationships was gone within like three months. Um, so uh, yeah, so so obviously, you know, we made the right choice. Um, and
1: who who proposed to who? I mean, whose idea was it to get married?
2: Uh, I proposed to her, um, and it was it was really important to me to for uh, it to be a surprise. Um, you know, we, there's a lot of things that we have had advantages on because, you know, again, we've done all of this. And, and, so, so I've, uh, you know, photographed, uh, you know, number of proposals and, um, so I knew the things that would kind of, you know, make it successful and fun. And like, you know, one of the things is I knew she would want, you know, cause we were going to have it photographed. Um, so I knew she would want to be dressed up. Um, which is you know always a challenge because I also knew we would be basically coming right off an airplane um because we get to I proposed in Montreal um so um so so I went through a you know a couple of machinations, I said, okay, let me work backwards from this i I know she wants to be dressed up, <clears throat> I know where we want to do it, so that, so I'm gonna to have to tell her that we're going out to a nice dinner, right, so we go out to a nice dinner, but we're coming from an airplane, so um, so we're going to have to change somewhere. Uh, however, because we're getting engaged, um, I have a saying at, and I have a lot of points. Um, I have a saying at the uh, Ritz Carlton, we are not Ritz Carlton people. Uh, uh, you know, we tend to live, you know, on a personal level you know, live, you know, try to live beneath our means, try to live simple because it's like, why not? Um, so if she sees that we're at the Ritz carlton she will know that something is up. So uh, so I also got us one night um, at the Best Western next door. Um, <laughs> so, we, so we get off the plane and, and we go, you know, and we get to the Best Western. And she's like, great, Best Western, you know, omelets in the morning. Awesome. Or, uh, you know, uh, waffles. Um, and, you know, and changed. And then I, I took her up um, for What it ended up being the wrong side of a mountain. Um, You know, like, and so we had to climb up all these trails in the darkness, uh, in high heels to get to what I told her was a restaurant. Um,
0: Oh, my
2: God. Yeah. So it it took her completely by surprise. And then what I I learned is um, when a woman is completely taken by surprise, um, she'll be so floored that often it will take A surprisingly long, what feels like a very long amount of time to say yes. (laughs) And
1: to like get happy because you're just like, but wait. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah. Super, just super, super surprised. And so it took like 10 minutes or, you know, it felt like 10 minutes um, to say yes. And, uh, you know, those were. Those were, yeah, but she wasn't, she wasn't like debating, you know, she wasn't saying, you know, about to say no, but it's still like, it's still like, uh, yes, you're saying yes, right? So, was Um, there a part
1: of you that was unsure when, like, before you proposed, before you popped the question, was there a part of you that was like, okay, there is a chance she might say no, or were you pretty sure?
2: (laughs) Yeah, I think, I think, uh, by that time, uh, yeah, we were pretty well set, uh, had, you know, had I uh, proposed like you know a year before uh you know probably would have um been like what I, you know, still we're still figuring this thing out um so yeah, you know, so I waited for it to be the right time, um but didn't wait long enough that anyone was like, "Hey, isn't it about time that you propose now?" Um. Yeah. So.
1: Okay. So, sorry to interrupt you now again, but um, <clears throat> you get to this top of this mountain, and you said it was being photographed. And what was? What's the location? Who was there? How did you? How did it? Like all happen?
2: Yeah. So, at the, top, at the top of this hill uh, in Montreal uh, kind of called Mount Royal, and uh, you're know, kind of looking out over the city. I told her <coughs> that we were going to a restaurant at the top. There's no restaurant uh, at the top, and, and so so. I had to, you know, do it very quickly before she figured out that like we're just, you know, and, and so I had to be as convincing as possible. But it's it's you are you know, I've seen this from the outside, but I you know I felt it. Like you generally people are so nervous when they're about to propose that like they're they're speaking gibberish, you know. Um like oh God, I um so our friend Sergio, um proposed during this at the end of a speech in um, uh, at a conference um, you know like a year and a half ago and he is he is such a good speaker he's such a good presenter like i hate going after him because he's so funny so witty and and this you know this speech was a total mess i was like what's going on this guy is (coughs) he's one of the best funniest speakers out there like and this is like rambling and and um and it was because he was about to propose and and i was like oh okay you know it all clicked because because you can, um, I could barely speak the English language um, when you know right beforehand. So I'm trying to be very convincing, uh, you know, like, um, but I'm speaking like, "Oh, this is all a metaphor for our relationship that we're, you know, climbing this mountain." She's like, "What are you talking about?" Um, oh. so uh, you know, and then uh, so we had uh, Daniel Daniel Davina, um, who are Montreal based, um, you know, uh, photograph it and. Um, you know, and, and they actually had picked the spot because you know, cause, you know, I hadn't really known Montreal a lot since I was a child. Um, and you know, but, but what was funny is so so I didn't know that that um, they, they had never done a proposal before. Um, and you know, where, whereas i had done a number of them. And so uh, so the one thing is so they they because it was it was darkness, it was nighttime. Um, they used external lighting which, uh, which was, you know, was, was great. These are the same lights that, that we have. But at that moment, um, you know, what had happened is, you know, I started posing and then these lights turn on <laughs> and they, when you're in the darkness, even like a little, a little video light, it feels like you're under a police raid.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, added to the surprise and, and the shock of the moment, she's like, "What is happening?" He's dropping to one knee, and I think the police are here. Um, <laughs> 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 um, yeah, so so it's no surprise that she uh, um, took a few minutes to, to wrap her head around what was going on.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's so nice. So, um, so then you pop the question, and then she was after a while. She was like, "Okay, wait, this is really happening." She says yes, and then you, then you're like. <clears throat> Screw the West Western. We're going to the Ritz-Carlton and open the
0: champagne.
2: Yeah, exactly. I was like, well, actually, I think that was how I opened. I was like, look, I've lied to you about a few things. Um, You know, the first is – we we aren't staying at the best western, we're staying at the Risk Carlton. And she's like, What? And, and and like like we are going out to dinner, but in fact it's not on this mountain at all. It's you know in another part of town. And she's like, What is going on? Um yeah, so so then we had to to go back down the mountain the the right way <laughs> and uh and go to dinner uh you know at you know at the Red Sea. I think probably the only really fancy uh, dinner we we've, we've had in our relationship together we you know we eat like nice meals but not like we're not crazy fancy people we're not Ritz-Carlton people um, and uh, yeah it was it was really just some of the best few days of our, of our life um, so you know. nice
1: uh, yeah. I love that I love that you went all in and kind of I mean your you, the your nerves must have been crazy <laughs> before that I mean I just have the experience of like a surprise party which is not yeah. even like a question like that, and just I can't even like, I basically have an ulcer by the end of it because I'm like. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: It's you want to wrap your head around it. And that's that's why I wanted it also to be a relatively private experience. But yeah, you're so nervous beforehand. Like our Uber driver took like two wrong turns, and I was like, I was like ready to to destroy him. And I gave him like a one star review, and, and then I had to like apologize later to Uber and, and say like, please make it four stars. um <clears throat> You know, because I, was like, I was like, Oh my God. And also like, I'm like, Daniel is standing on a mountaintop in the darkness waiting for us. And, and, um, so yeah, yeah. It's, you know, and again, all these things just give, um, you know, new kind of sympathy, uh, to, to our couples, you know, having been through, you know, the, the photographed proposal, having, uh, having had three very different kinds of weddings, um, <clears throat> You know, it's, you know, a lot of the stuff that I had kind of intellectualized before, um, turns out like, okay, that was, that was pretty accurate, but, um, but there's differences in, uh, you know, deeper sympathy and also, and also just, you know, perspectives on things, um, that, that do, you know, completely change. And there, there are things that you are still surprised by, um, you know, when it's, when it's you, um, yeah, you know, on the other side, uh, and yeah, and, and so all of that was was just a tremendously valuable you know part of our experience, um, and and being able to to say to people like you know yeah here, here's how I felt when when I was you know in your shoes, um, <laughs> and the things that we've learned are valuable. It's um, <clears throat> great, and it kind of helps helps us take take things to the next step, uh, which for us you know at this point is is not. Not as much of a a business or branding thing as as just you know trying to for our work to be as important as possible to our subjects um, you know to to increase the depth the emotional depth of, of what we do and, you know again all from a very client focused perspective. <clears throat> as opposed to, of course, your, your public facing, uh, perspective, you know, now if, if, if left to our own, um, our own impulses and desires. Now having seen what's important, like we would completely drop off, you know, the social media, you know, industry map, you know, and sometimes we have, like, I've kind of, uh, I was, I've, I, I, I was the number one photographer on figureless in New York. Um, and I'm sure I'm not anymore, but I haven't even looked or checked in a year, and, and haven't <clears throat> submitted anything new in a year. Um, and you know, I was sitting there last night, like, oh, I really should, um, because it was a valuable source of leads. You know, it's not an ego stroking thing. It's just like, oh, okay, um, <clears throat> yeah, that was that was helpful in a practical sense. So I, I guess I guess we should do that, you know. <clears throat> um, so, it's, you know, it's the aspect of, like, we're, taking, we're doing good work, but we just, you know, we don't have that, like, natural drive and impulse that we have to show strangers, um, you know, to, 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 so that we get pats on the head. Um, it's something that's so much more valuable, you know, to have, like, one deep, thankful reaction, from, you know, from our clients than, you know, a thousand a thousand likes and, and people saying nice color or something or, like, great bokeh, uh, you know, on an image and then, you know, then one second later moving on to the next one and never thinking about that photo again um so so yeah that's that's kind of like where we are and, and all of these things uh tied together you know the the position of where we are in the industry uh you know ties together into our relationship because of course you know our like our relationship is our business um and and you know when you're as a wedding photographer, you know, when you're there and, um, you know, you say you're there for 12 hours and the only job that's really required of you is to do your best. Right. And it's something that, you know, we, we have a lot of things that feel like restrictions, but, um, we're actually way less restricted than say, you know, a commercial photographer with their client looking over their shoulder as they shoot tethered, you know, we're just there, you know? And, and so without those restrictions, um, <clears throat> in such a large general, uh, you know, assignment, um, basically everything that you are and everything that's happened to you and everything, every way that you encounter the world and imagery, um, those all kind of show up in your work. Um, and so, so just by, by that being where we are in our life, I think, I think that also shows up in a way, uh, in our work. Um, so it, it's all very deeply intertwined.
1: Well, and I feel like what you said about the social media, of course, when you're new and you you need stuff, you're like pumping things out. But for every wedding that you're attending, you are also... I mean, focusing on that connection with that couple, and maybe even connecting with people at the wedding. I mean, that you'd feel a natural. That's like the must be the best marketing because for each wedding, you're just like making this map of people that know you and feel like, wow, he they are really professional. Their images are amazing. Of course, that's. I mean, that yeah. word of mouth must be so much more powerful in my head, because like you said it's so fleeting <laughs> the social oh,
2: stuff. yeah and we and we built this this huge one of the, the major advantages of having shot um, a lot of weddings each year um you know in <clears throat> largely same market is we have this just this gigantic word of mouth network, um <clears throat> which is another thing kind of working against yeah you know, we don't have the the need for a large social media presence. We could go into full like online hermit mode and still book jobs for you know, the next decade, um, <clears throat> just out of word of mouth. And, and that was that was another thing. That was a revelation for me when I met Tatiana. She basically had. Zero web presence, um, and still was shooting thirty-five weddings a year. And I was like, "How? How is that possible? You have no blog. You have, barely have a website. It doesn't have wedding images. Uh, how are you doing this?" And and so seeing this more like deep, organic, you know, word of mouth relationship to clients and couples, um, has, you know, has been a little bit of a of a paradigm shift. Um, but then, you know, then we're also you still have that feeling of like, "Oh God, you know, it's nice to." um I, I think i guess we should still um you know care about the industry a little bit especially if we're going to do things like workshops and be in the industry um it's it's tempting to like let it go um and but there's still that there's still that piece of you that, that got you into this in the first place and saying for us it's mostly like you know what can we do to uh to push the conversation forward you know what what can we do you know Um, one of the things we like about wedding photography is you're doing things that have a lasting importance and so the most obvious thing is is what we're doing on the wedding day but you know what what has also been really nice um is to see you know the, the way that um you know our ideas and things that we focus on when we speak about them in public um have kind of for certain people in and, and certain uh, organizations have kind of shifted the conversation in different directions uh, to things that we think are more important. Uh, you know, and those are things, you know, then to us that's important because if you go out and you you share a certain message with wedding photographers, then it also affects all of their clients or in fact then one day they become teachers and, and your message, you know, then affects, you know, you a know, different generation. You know, I, I started... <clears throat> going to lectures and workshops and uh, you know hearing you know my not just like my ideas but like phrases um you know that I've put together um you know spoken back to me um and you know so so it's really fun it's like the old version of what a meme is which is just an idea that becomes viral and kind of goes out there um and so you know when I when those are good ideas <laughs> or you know then Uh, You know, then I really enjoy that. And, and, um, you know, I I went to a lecture last last year, I guess a year and a half ago. Sorry about that. I'm going to close the door. Um, Where uh, uh, the speaker told an anecdote about one of, like, one of my friends that the speaker had never met. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, I thought it was, I was, I was like, this is hilarious. Um, but it was a really valuable anecdote that, you know, that there's a learning experience you can draw from. <clears throat> and so I was like, great, that's that's awesome. That's fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, you're obviously still rock stars if you're coming to way up north in Rome. <laughs> so I don't think you need to worry about that.
2: Yeah, and I only I I only even when I was like way more insecure, um, I still only ever uh, use would use the term rock star with, with the deepest possible sarcasm <laughs> um, because yeah, yeah we're this is a service industry you know so even if you're you're well known um, or have you know that that like micro fame of you know being known among thousands of people not millions um then uh it's you know you're good at a service job you're good at doing service to others so you know it, it's you know if you're a, you know really well-known well-known nurse or or um you know um it's the kind of same thing like it's valuable that people you know people do value your work but in the end you know you, you don't you don't just go out and be a rock star or like an Instagram celebrity where that's kind of your job. Um, Your job is like is being self-effacing, you know, when you actually have to go to work, you have to put your own ego behind. Um, So so it's really, you know, in a way, it's the opposite of being a rock star. Because if you if you buy into that for a second, and you buy into the idea that what's important is you, um, you're going that you're going to, to burn out, and you're going to run into this idea that that's not actually true, and um, that will get you know deeply, deeply frustrating for you. If what you value is this idea of, of oh yes I, I want to be the important thing yeah. because every time yeah. you show up to work you realize wait that's that's not true and every time I act like that I'm causing problems.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All right, so you're just like in the band, you're not the rock star. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, you know I'm the I, I don't know I'm the I'm the janitor. I you know I, I I think I mean really I think what we're or the or the doctor you know um you know and I, in certain ways, um, you know, now having, I, I, I liken it in a, in a philosophical way I, often to, to medical professions. Um, even though also knowing like we're not actually out there curing cancer. Um, but, um, there's just a, some, some things, you know, procedural parts of it, which is, um, you know, can be anything from the, the long hours, but also that, that incredible importance of like, you are there to do the best job you possibly can. Um, you don't ever want to like phone it in, um, you know, <laughs> in the way that you really don't want to in a you know, the medical profession. You know, it feels more like that that, like, you know, every time you show up to work, you're trying to give 100% of yourself. You're always thinking about that um, as opposed to, you know, most office jobs where sometimes you can just be like, I'm going to just, yeah you know, just like run out the clock today. Yeah. <laughs> Do nothing at all and catch up tomorrow um, so you know that's that's not it at all that um, doesn't so, work. No. Yeah.
1: that's true. well, I get that totally um, <laughs> all right, well, I'm gonna let you go. i well, I just have one last question for you, and then I will let you go uh, yeah. you, you say you're with your in-laws too, so I don't want to keep you too long yeah. no, no well, problem. how are you gonna prepare your bagel?
2: <laughs> oh yeah, well, I have. <clears throat> I'm always into things that are a little more exotic, um, you know. So I would, if I'm at a restaurant, you know, I'll tend to pick like the thing with the longest description. Okay. Uh, so, so I do have. I have a whole wheat everything bagel with. Um, I think today I went with like bacon uh, and cheddar cream cheese, and and so again we've kind of have <coughs> kind of laid off the healthiness uh, a little bit in, in the past couple months um and and intellectually i want to get back to that but in the meantime i'm like oh bagel um so
1: bacon and bacon and cheddar cream cheese i haven't even heard of that
2: yeah yeah they man our, our we have a great bagel shop that's next to us but they get into all kinds of strange fads that many of which i don't approve of um such as like bagels with sprinkles and like oreo cream cheese i'm like that's not a bagel anymore. That's like a
0: muffin yeah. bagel. Uh, is is you know, that
1: the ones who delivered They're next door? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh I mean, that's, yeah, that's funny.
2: funny. And yeah, this- you can get more and more jealous. They're also twenty four hours, you know, so if we need a four a m bagel and coffee, you know, we can we can do that. Um
1: oh, yeah. oh my god, I'm so, <laughs> so extremely jealous of that. I remember when we lived in New York, we had this Chinese place that we like I mean, say we order there like once every two weeks. I'm not kidding. They would have our order at the door. They were like ringing our doorbell. We'd like hang up. And I swear it was like 20 seconds later. Yeah. Are they waiting outside with our order like every (laughs) night just in case we call? This is ridiculous.
2: Yeah, they're in the hallway. They're in the Uh, hallway.
1: And and you're just like, wait, how did you? But it's exactly how to. And it was like super good. And so I swear, magic.
2: Yeah, I always thought Manhattan in particular, but New York, this, this is kind of an extension of Manhattan. There's, this is more Manhattan than many places in Manhattan. Um, and so, you know, I, I always call it, it's basically a theme park for workaholics, um, you know, and that there are some times in your life where you want, you know, a backyard and large spaces and, and total quiet and peace, and then there are other times in your life when you really need to be able to order Thai food at three in the morning, um, and you know and that, that's kind of still. Now we're in the we're in the transition phase where we do have relative peace, but still, um, still we can get our Thai food at any time of the day. Um, but if and, you're
1: if you're like if you're calling a bagel place that's next door and having yeah. them deliver, that's a sign of a true New
2: Yorker, though. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> It's definitely like 150 feet from here, um, and it's, such, it's such a lovely day. But we're just like, nope, nope, can't leave the desk, can't leave the office. Um, and just they heard gonna... your
1: desk, and they're like, they just ramble your name and address, and you're like, yep, yeah, that's right, just the usual.
2: Yeah.
1: whole whole week with everything. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Delivery men keep this keep the workaholics, you know, blood pumping and, and doing their job, um, even if it's you know maybe not the the healthiest thing to never,
0: to healthy, never
1: so Well, yeah. that sounds awesome. All right, you go have your bagel. I'm like um uh, drooling at the foaming no, not foaming at the mouth, drooling <laughs> thinking about it. That's something it. else.
2: Uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. So lovely mm-hmm. to speak with you. Yeah. Say hi absolutely. to Tatiana and the in laws and the dog and have a great day in New York.
2: Great, thank you. You too. Have a great uh, afternoon slash nighttime uh, yes. <laughs> there, whatever it is. You know. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Darkness. Yeah. All right, Ryan, Excellent. take care.
2: Okay, thank you so much. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much. Bye-bye.
0: Hi, this is Brooke Devard from Naked Beauty. Are you tired of feeling housebound? I sure am. We'll